Welcome back to Soul of a Warrior. Today I have on a special guest, Adam. Doo doo doo! What's up? So, Adam, who are you? I am Adam, son of man. I'm a musician from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Huh? And, um, man, I guess there's a whole lot to me. I like to play songs, skateboard, box, play chess. Play the bass and freestyle. Nice. So, what brought you to Colorado? Uh, after the Marine Corps, I used my GI Bill and I was, got accepted by Front Range Community College. Awesome. I applied to like eleven of them, and I dropped out of college before I went in. Mm -hmm. I got like a one point two GPA, so I got accepted by the community college to let me prove myself. Absolutely. So, what'd you go to school for? Uh, I started in criminal justice, and then, you know, the whole, all the police officers popping off with the cops. During that time, it was 2000, I think 20, 2019, when George Floyd happened, and there was a lot of heat. So I switched to environmental science because I'd like to be a firefighter. I think that'd be really, really cool. Absolutely. Can I cuss on you? Absolutely. Oh, fuck yeah, cool. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> no, so you want to you wanna fight forest fires? Yeah, fight forest okay. fires, how grandma's across the street, how kitties, kitties. out the tree, count birds, whatever. Whatever drop they the, need me to do. Drop the cat on the trampoline yeah. into a water bucket. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I really, mainly because I really miss the camaraderie of the Marine Corps. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I just miss the, uh, the discipline and the what is it like the schedule you know yes and having the boys around and just being able to act like idiots together. absolutely i totally miss it and the retirement it goes into the retirement uh for firefighters it transfers over from the service that's so, awesome like, yeah, i didn't know killer. that yeah and they get paid fifty five thousand dollars annually which is double that's awesome what i was getting in the real course so that'd be pretty nice so that's what i'm going for now but um my main passion really is music um, I feel like I can mix the two really well because when you're a firefighter, from the research that I've done, it's three days on, four days off, okay. but you stay at the firehouse three days straight. And like, that sounds, I, that doesn't sound like a problem to me. Oh, work-life balance. Exactly. And then I get those four days to make music and do whatever I want, really. So Absolutely. That's the plan. You're not living to work. No, no. I, and it, here, here's the thing. I'm a really obsessive person. And... I can't, I don't get obsessive about like corporate jobs. Right. Um, working behind a counter does not ignite my passion. Yep. Uh, and I can't get into it. It's just not my, not my mojo, you know? Mm -hmm. I need something um, exciting. Gives you purpose. With, that gives me purpose. Yep. And that's really what I need. So I'm working at it. So what instruments do you play? I started with acoustic guitar, um, and I only played acoustic guitar for 12 years uh, in singing. That was like my main sauce for a long time. Since then, I've picked up a harmonica. That's cool. What? Bass. I play the mean. I play a mean kazoo. For real. And <laughs> like for so whatever cool. reason, when I pull it out, the crowd goes nuts when I pull out the kazoo. That's so cool. <laughs> so that's like a main staple. Um, I'm learning more of the drums, but. I mean, I definitely, I'm not good enough to say, like, bust it out, you know? Are you old school, like, uh, guitar and harmonica all at like once? some Bob Dylan yeah. shit? Yeah! Yeah, hell yeah, that's actually my favorite album. Uh, the Bob Dylan, self-titled Bob Dylan album, came out in 19... 
58, I think. <laughs> it's so old, but it's, yeah. it's just him and the acoustic guitar mm-hmm. and his harmonica, and it's fucking so good. It hits. It yeah. smacks. Yeah. Yeah, there's some bangers on there, and that's uh, um, one of the, actually, the biggest inspirations. That's interesting how naturally this came up, but it's one of the biggest inspirations for the album that I dropped here today recently. T- today? Yes, Adam, Son of Man. You can find it on YouTube and SoundCloud right now, but very soon it'll be on all platforms everywhere as Adam Son of Man. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked about it. Uh, but So this Bob Dylan album, like I said, it's just him and the acoustic guitar. He's 18 when they recorded this, and he's just, sh- he's so fucking good. He's just shredding, and it's just the rawness of it. There's no band. Um, it's just him, some cover songs, and a couple originals. And like I said, I've been playing the acoustic guitar for 12 years, and that's all I had. And I just really felt like, like a modern day Bob Dylan almost, you know? <laughs> yes. And so I got all these acoustic songs. Uh, I have a couple hundred, 90% of them suck, but I got like 20 or 30 really good ones, you know? And um, yeah, they're, they're all acoustic, which is me singing on them. I wrote every, all, the, whole, the, whole sh- the whole nine. And um, when I made this album, Bob Dylan self-titled, Bob Dylan album was what came to mind and how I wanted it to feel. I wanted it to be raw. I wanted it to be just me and my guitar. Like when you listen to these songs, um, the first song I ever wrote is on this album. It's, it's called The Mountain Song. I was 15 years old and my dad had just bought me my acoustic guitar here, Nancy. And I, was, I played some chord, I learned like one chord, it was an E major, and then I was just strumming on it and singing some just nonsense. And the neighbor said, hey, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> just real casually, and I was like, wow. Really? Amazing. So I wrote it down, and I refined it, and I played again and again, and I perfected it. And yeah, that's on there. You could listen to that one, the second song I ever wrote. There's some recent ones. Um, it's amazing. And this is probably my Origins album, I feel like. I, it's not officially titled Origins, but it's hashtag Origins because like this is my Origins. And I have so many other things that I could add to the table now. And now it's time to build on top of that. This is just the foundation here of my music because I could rap, I could do, I, I, I could do, I could do kazoo? the kazoo. <laughs> like wait till the people hear the kazoo. It's insane, I should have brought it. And um, yeah, so um, I'm just excited. I feel like uh, I've had these songs for so long now. I've just been sitting on them, and they've been weighing on me. Like, I need to drop. I need to drop these first before I drop anything else. Mm-hmm. And now that I've done it, I'm just like, oh, I can do whatever I want now. <laughs> but now it's like you got to think about what's next. Yeah, what's I already the next know. Big thing. It's already planned. Okay. Yeah, I got I got some music coming up maybe within the next month or two. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of music. It's just the the complicated thing, and we were talking about this before the podcast, but like how having to learn all the different angles of to one single craft, because when it comes to recording music, it's, it's not just playing guitar and singing. You have to record it yourself. You have to mix it. You have to master it. You have to pan it and then you have to promote it and then you have to make it interesting and exciting you're not making money yet i'm not making any money off exactly. this i'm doing it just uh, for passion exactly i love it you know? absolutely yeah yes. i'm just doing it for passion 
and I know it's good enough that I don't need to even worry about the money. Like that'll just come naturally. Mm -hmm. It just know? feel it's that feel good. It's the feel in, good in your soul, you know. And yeah, like this has been the most satisfying thing I've done since the Marines. I think, right here, like I'm getting good grades. Um, I'm doing good in life. Everything's in motion, but these songs I'm the most proud of. I awesome. think it's right up there to when I got my Eagle Globe and Anchor. That's awesome. In San Diego, you mm -hmm. know, that's it's just as valuable as that. Absolutely. Know? And I feel really <sighs> relieved. It's a huge milestone. Yes. So I'm. I really want to know. I feel like there's so much emotion mm. behind music, and mm. it's. I really enjoy art, you know, and for the aspect of you can really pour your emotions out into whatever you're doing. Yeah. So how has music impacted you in that way? Music, it gives me, it's free therapy. Mm -hmm. It's what it is, really what it comes down to. When I write songs, I'm not, I don't go into writing a song with the idea of what I want it to be. It just... I just have a blank paper and Nancy, I strum some shit until I'm like, ooh. And then I start singing melodies and I'm farting around and it sounds horrible, but then I'll find just that little piece and then I'll take it and I'll write it down, put it on paper, eng engrave it in stone almost. And then I build on top of it and some songs come out in five minutes. Some songs um, like Indians versus Cowboys that I have on my album took me 13, I was 15, yeah, 13 years for me to finish. That's a passion project right there. Yeah, for sure. Just practicing it all the time, working at it, adding stuff, taking stuff out, until I, it was exactly what I wanted. And so, yeah, yeah it's interesting music, what, what it is. So how do you stay consistent? with your goals. I know it's a passion, but mm. sometimes passions can get kind of stagnant in a sure. sense that like, I've been working on this for so long, this, you know, where is this going? Should I even keep pursuing it? Mm -hmm. So how is that for you? Um, I would give a lot of the credit to the Marine Corps. Um, they, you don't have to like what you're doing at the moment, just fucking do it. And that, it just show up. And when you show up, it's really not as bad as you think it is. And so I try to show up as often as possible. I'm not every day yet right. on everything that I want. But like I said, I've been coming back. I keep coming back to, my, to the things that I love. And that's really where I feel at home and I feel comfortable and just my best self. And when I'm making music, I feel I'm expressing myself in my purest form, I feel like. Defining who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I'm just trying to solidify that by showing up as often as possible and, you know, get to every day. Because once it's every day, it's over. It's hard. It's so hard to get caught up in the future and, like, what life could be like and in this fantasy world mm, and yeah. not enjoy the present moment. Mm -hmm. So how, how are you doing with, like, you know, you just put out an album today. Mm -hmm. So is it everything you thought it'd be? Um, yeah, I think so. It's opened up to opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's got some interests, and people that I love most importantly are listening to it. 
And that's what really matters to me is them just taking the time. It's only it's 30 minutes, 30 minutes of their time to listen to what I created. I think that's so special. It's and amazing. It makes me feel good. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's coming from the heart. It's, yeah, it's you know, yeah. meaningful. Yes. I, I feel like if you listen to it the whole thing through, you would get to know me as a person better, honestly. How is that? In terms of like the music? Because mm-hmm. that's me. Like writing these songs, I was in my bedroom by myself alone writing these you know there was no nobody was helping me it was just me alone because I love to do it and um yeah I just put so much time and me you know so much of it it's just uh, it's uh, yeah I don't know it's uh it's pretty undescribable but it's from the heart you know what experiences in your life led you to create the music that you're creating? That's a deep question. <laughs> yes, and I actually have an answer. Um, I took, okay, so I, in the Marine Corps, <laughs> I took advantage of some free therapy. Okay. And like, we were, that was the first time I've ever had the opportunity to take some therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, like, real therapy to like really sit down with this woman and just like tell her about all my traumas yes and that was, that's so hard. it was crazy because i had like a little bit of therapy as a kid because yeah. i was a problem child mm. but that therapy was different because i was so guarded and i didn't trust this old dude with the mustache <laughs> like i don't know it's something sketchy about yeah. him <laughs> i saw him one day on the freeway and he was in a ferrari just like living it up so i'm like fuck that guy but this woman <laughs> was so sweet and she just made me feel comfortable and i remember telling her all these things and uh I was, ta- I was talking about like the first song I wrote, my experience when I was, I, I had, my first guitar was given to me by my friend and it was a two stringed acoustic guitar that he found by the bus stop on the curb. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and he played guitar. So he had like three already and he knew I was totally interested. Mm-hmm. So he gave it to me. I brought it home and I played uh, Come As You Are in like maybe 45 minutes That's of, actually ne- really cool. of never picking up a acoustic guitar and my dad said hey oh this sounds pretty good and i was hooked <laughs> i love it i like mm-hmm. i and um anyway so i'm like telling myself to the therapist and she just said oh do you feel like you've always been like attention deprived maybe even neglected and i was like wow yeah like that totally makes sense like i am kind of like an attention or like <laughs> look at me look at me witness <laughs> me yes, yes. and like like, it, I don't know, it just really clicked. And um, it just made totally made sense why I would be so into music. Because going on stage with just Nancy, I'm the only person up there, and I'm just singing my heart out and laying it all mm-hmm. on these people. I don't care what people think, like, at all. So That's I just, good. That's I just, a good trait. I just fucking show up and do it. <laughs> yes. And then people are like, yo, hey, sounds like strangers yeah. would just, like, pat me on the back. And I'm like, hell yeah. That's right. That's right. But it kept you going because it's like, yeah, maybe that... Maybe you do have like, like, quote unquote issues. I mean, that's who you For are. For sure, yeah, we all do. Yeah, one hundred, one hundred percent. We all carry demons in our in our own way. One hundred percent. But something that's a part of you, and because it's a part of you, those people giving that feedback just motivated you even more to keep sure. going. Yeah, and I feel like I lost a lot of purpose when I got out of the Marine Corps. Because like you, you no longer have your everyday schedule, you don't know what every the ne- you don't know what Monday Tuesday Monday through Friday is gonna be like anymore. You don't have the camaraderie. Um, 
you don't have the uh, mentorship, mm. like all that. And I know you don't think that shit stuff is important mm-hmm. until you don't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. So when I got out, I went back home to Albuquerque, which I joined to get away from, mm-hmm. and everything was the fucking same. People were doing the same shit, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god, people are still getting stabbed and robbed, and like, I gotta get the fuck out of mm-hmm. here. I was so depressed. Mm-hmm. And all my boys, because I, I never felt lonely in the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. ever. You're surrounded by people that are going through the same shit. That are willing to die for you. Yes. And that's so, that's unlike anything I'll, I think I'll ever experience again. Like, just the, that fucking brotherhood, man. Mm-hmm. It's powerful and it's moving. And, man, like, a hundred Marines could move a mountain, you know? Mm-hmm. That's it. Because they got each other. Mm-hmm. We have each other. And we could fucking do anything with each other. And, like, now I'm by myself outside of the Marine Corps. And it's just me. There's nobody to my left. There's nobody to my right. And no one gives a fuck what I've done or who I am. It's just me. No one's checking in on you today. Yep. Yeah. No one's making sure I'm on my shit. Mm-hmm. No, I don't got the boys coming through forcing me to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all on me now. And I was really depressed about it for the first two years because I moved uh, to Fort Collins probably about six months um, after I got out and being out here felt the same as being at home I still felt really lonely you know so the only thing that I could do really was to just focus on my craft and focus on my passions and I feel confident enough that those will bring the people that need to be in my life to me. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's what keeps me going every day because we're like planets, you know? The bigger we get, the more gravity we attain. And you want your gravity to bring in, well, the gravity could bring in all kinds of people, good and bad, right? Um, But it's up to us to weed them out. If you keep doing you, people love your energy. Yeah. And that's the thing. People, people, mm-hmm. They love you for you. Fuck yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what I want. <laughs> I want people to love me for just me, you mm-hmm. know? Not not, Marie, not Valdez. Not Lance Corporal, Corporal mm-hmm. Valdez. Not Adam Valdez. Like me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my purest form is as Adam, son of man right now. Mm-hmm. Son of man. Yeah. I feel like that's my pure form right now. And just, you're Native American. I am indigenous. You could, too bad we, the camera's not I working because I got the indigenous bling. This was handmade by a woman named Maria Redfeather. Wow. I got this down at the Honor Your Elders powwow in Garden of the Gods. And you can see it has the Marine Corps medallion mm-hmm. in the middle and she beat, hand beaded around it and feathers to represent my indigenous heritage. I'm Dene, um, also known as Navajo. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Do you, so is, uh, I, I have to ask, is Native American offensive? No, not at all. Do you think, prefer indigenous? Yeah, for sure. Indigenous, Native American, yeah. and like, Indian is so engraved within like, history, that I really don't think we could escape it really, you know, in, in that word. Now it's considered like a derogatory term. Yeah. Um, but like... Um, the 100 Indian nations, uh, the biggest Indian powwow, like they still, they still market it as Indians, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, until that shift, until it's not used as like a market anymore, and it just becomes like the indigenous people or the, you know, I think, those sound better anyway, right? Absolutely, For sure. yeah. Yeah, so like, maybe some more time, give it another 100 years, 
And if we could do it sooner than that, mm-hmm. let's go. People, get on yes. it. I don't know who's in charge of that shit, but let's fucking go. What is your heritage? Like, did you live on the res at all? I what did not live on the res. Um, my great-grandparents, uh, Grandpa Carlos and gran- uh, great-grandma Natalie, rest in peace, I love you. Um, they lived uh, in Gallup, which is on the reservation. Okay. And we went up there for Christmas and uh, Easter's and all kinds of holidays. And we would uh, we'd go to the intertribal powwows that they would have there. And um, yeah, it was awesome. That's really cool. Um, I do wish that I was closer to my indigenous family, mm-hmm. you know? I really wish. It's unfortunate because there's a lot of, for lack of a better word, generational trauma. Um, like my great-grandfather, Randy, he was killed in an alleyway. Um, my grandpa, Ben, he was uh, addicted to substances yep. and um, had a heart attack because of it. And um, some of the well, my uncles are alcoholics. Um, and it's just, it's really the general tra- uh, generational trauma is embedded in the culture. And it's, 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 um, I don't know, I wish that I could do more to help, you know, and I wish that we could make a, a better change for ourselves because we're beautiful people absolutely we could, you know we're amazing absolutely. We're, we're worthy and you know we we got to do better we have to do better you know mm-hmm. and so that's really what it comes down to and if i do better then that's what if, if i do better for myself then i think i'm helping and when when the influence expands and the resources come there's no doubt a chapter uh, there will be a chapter in my life where I go back and I learn more about my heritage and my language and try to reconnect with my family and my ancestors and um yeah for sure that would say like that's on the list of things to do for sure because uh, it's powerful it really Absolutely. is and it's moving what's your ancestry so it's also Native American but I don't Let's have go. it's 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 hard to say that when I don't have documentation. And listen, the, do- <laughs> the documentation comes from the white man just trying yeah. to keep us uh, on a record. Like, yeah. we need fucking names, give it to us. That's, what, That's mm-hmm. just not important, okay? The, like, we love you. Come come home. Yeah. Come visit your ancestors and your tr- and yeah. come to the powwows. Get into this shit. Come mm-hmm. with me to the next one. That'd be really cool. For real. I'll, I'll hit you up for the next one. That'd and we'll be really go down cool. to the next powwow. Yeah. My, uh... My uncle, he he was killed when he was like, twin, I don't know, maybe almost 30? Yeah. Anyway, he, uh, he, I think he had drug and alcohol problems too, like you you talk about, but um, also growing up in a pretty bad home. But I have stories of him like going to the Lakota tribe in South Dakota and um, standing in a sweat circle for like three days. I'm like, how cool is that? Yeah. Like, I want to connect with, with our heritage in that way, but how do you when you don't have any proof of, like, take me in, you know? Mm. <laughs> I think just own it. Yeah. It's who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in your DNA, and you you don't have to prove it, you know? Yeah. Documentation. Mm-hmm. Fuck that shit. If you know your ancestors. The white people. Yeah, you don't have to prove it. <laughs> That's the only people who really care. <laughs> like, the white people, like, whoa, whoa. Who cares? Just look into it and 
the more you'll uncover, the more you'll find, and the more you'll understand, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. I come from both sides of the fences. I have, I have My three tribes are No Kai Dene, mm-hmm. um, Salt People Tribe, and Bitter Water Tribe. Wow. And then um, I'm also white and Mexican, mm-hmm. so, which is No Kai Dene. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I see both sides of the fences. Um, it's really interesting. Um, and I feel my last name is Valdez. That's a Spanish last mm-hmm. name. So on my paternal side of the family, um, they were conquistadors. That's really cool. My great grandfather times seven was a conquistadorian priest that arrived in 1478. Wow in Florida, and he hit the Valdez family name, made it all the way to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Wow. And so it's really fascinating. And here's an interesting thing about this, too, is my great-grandfather, time seven, was a priest, and while they were taking so much land, the Zuni tribe had a serious problem with it, and at this point, they were just pushed to retaliate, Mm -hmm. and so they did. And while the Spanish soldiers were out fighting a battle, they came in through the village, killed everyone, including my great-grandfather, Time Seven, beheaded the men, women, and the old grandpas and put them on stakes in the front of the church. And you can go find paintings and, like, clay creations in the Zuni National Museum. And it's fascinating. That's wild. It's insane. You reap what you sow, you know? Yeah. Wow. I love it. Here's, here's the first... I feel like... To get into in touch with your indigenous ancestry, you the first thing to know is that you come from four different clans: your maternal family and your paternal family. Mm-hmm. So your mom come from two people and your mm-hmm. dad come from two people, and you got to figure out what those lineages are to really figure out like the most clearest picture because it's not history is not so black and white. No pun intended. We're all it's really, mixed. It's mixed. It's convoluted. Yes. You, there's, there's, you know what I'm saying? It's yes. The complexities of life itself are just unconceivable to us. So the, you know, when you look into it, you're, we're not just like straight Mexican. Because I, when I was a kid, I believed that I was like Mexican in Diné. You know, mm-hmm. like that's it. That's who I am. That's, that's who what I, I am. I, yeah. <laughs> and I come to find out, I'm so much more than that. Yes. And all my paternal's great-grandmother's side. So my dad's great-grandma, they're Jewish. Okay. Insane. That's insane. Yeah, Yeah. so like there's so much going on right now to create this right here. And what's important to understand is that when you look back into this and you find out that, oh, you know, it's not so black and white and the lines aren't so clear anymore, when it all comes down to it, we're human beings. And Absolutely. we're beautiful just the way we are. Absolutely. Love yourself. Absolutely. You know? Mm-hmm. Find out who you are to get closer to this and just roll with it, you mm-hmm. know? Do you do you think... Uh, I've kind of had this realization of, you know, all my life I've been pursuing more and more and more and more, like do, 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 mm. instead of just being mm. who I am and enjoying like a lizard in the sun yeah here's i relate to you so much on this i feel like i have to when i'm not doing anything for example when i'm playing video games or even just scrolling on my phone or even worse just sitting there in silence with my mouth open you know breathing (laughs) out of my mouth 
I'm like not doing anything productive. And that's what kills me mm -hmm. because I have the energy and the discipline and the focus to just do shit. So like, I might as well just use this time Absolutely. to like fucking get on it, whatever mm -hmm. it is. But like you said, or like I said, being a lizard laying on a warm rock in the sun, that's beautiful too. Absolutely. And like, there's something peaceful about just kind of taking a moment and just being grateful mm. for everything you have today because yeah. tomorrow may not be there and just being happy in the moment and people kind of question what's happiness it's an emotion mm. so just be grateful and enjoy every everyone that's in your life this moment this podcast i think the i think the word would be delight delight yes mm -hmm. to just because delight is just a small temporary thing but when you quiet down all the thoughts and all the commotion and you just sit with yourself and you just take in the moment, it could be you smoking a cigarette or having the first sip of coffee of the day, taking a big old deuce, just really sit there and just like take it all in without having to put on music or yeah. TV in the background. Just sit there. Mm -hmm. Just be like, wow, I'm, I'm out here. This is pretty real. Absolutely. No planning for the future. No, you know, thinking about other people or just, you know, be in the moment of, of our flesh bagness. You know? <laughs> the flesh, yeah, like just, saggy skin. Yeah, yeah, just like, here I am, universe. <laughs> the older we get, the hairier we get, the stinkier we get. Yeah. <laughs> I took a shower before I came here. You better have been. I'm not. <laughs> I was stinky. I. Took a shower last night. Four hours went by. I'm smelling bad. I don't know what the hell's going Listen, on. Listen, yesterday I went. Uh, I had had to get a vision test done uh, at the urgent care in Cheyenne. Yeah. And uh, I'm working up at the Air Force Base now, so they require a vision test. So I went in there, and these motherfuckers haven't washed their asshole in like six months. Oh, I swear man. to God. Dingleberries. Like I could smell it. I'm like, oh, how can you not? Like the fucking poops crusted up and just sealed their ass tight, <laughs> closed. <laughs> like, well, like, I can't imagine. Like, motherfuckers are nasty. I know. And I'm like, I, 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 I have so many problems of my own. Sh you know, sure, we all do, but I don't understand how you could let it get to that point. Yeah. Like, I don't. I can't put, wrap my mind around. And what's even more shocking is like, has anyone told them? Or do people just, like, not say nothing? Do they do it on purpose? Are they pissed off at the world? Like, fuck you, you're going to smell me. Oh, man. <laughs> if you're out there <laughs> and you're fucking being stinky out of spite, <laughs> put yourself in the comments. I'll so so block you. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, um, so I met you at Z's. Yes, mixed martial artist. Have you had any fights? Nope, I am purely a casual. Okay. Yeah, I do it because I'm in there to work on some things, you know? Free therapy, it's like Absolutely. almost. I, like, I, sometimes I just need to go punch a bag, get punched in the face, feel great, and then like the worst ever in small time. Because every time I walk out of Z's, I feel like I just smoked a doobie. I feel high. <laughs> no, for real. Like there's a natural high where I'm just like, yeah. I think that's a guy thing. I swear, cause really? like I go in there, I need, I leave needing therapy. I'm so damn, mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so damn mad. I'm like, fuck you, bitch. I'm like, get your ass. Exactly. 
<laughs> oh man, the road rage is insane leaving that place. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm like so relaxed driving home, yeah. like driving slow. I'm probably giving you road rage. <laughs> probably. <laughs> we leave. Uh-huh. I'm gonna jump out of this car, beat your ass. Get <laughs> you fucking grand theft like, auto me. What? It's such a beautiful day. <laughs> Stop. Help. Yeah, I I've been going to Z's. Uh, when I first got out, uh, when I first got out here in Fort Collins, I needed something. I looked up online, uh, best, best MMA gyms in Fort Collins, mm-hmm. and there was no question about it. It was Z's. Every, everybody was saying Z's. 100%. It looked fucking legit. Yeah. I showed up. It was legit. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I'm just, I come back all the time. It's brutal, you know? Sometimes you, yes, sometimes you, after, after spar nights, you go home with a headache, and you're just like, damn, damn. it wasn't worth it. My jaw's out of place. Oh, my nose. I can't breathe out my nose, and my ears cut, and fucking... But I it's love it. it. It's yeah, worth I just it. keep coming back because I'm, I don't know, it just, it just feels great, you know? I like the people. And the people, yeah. yeah. My first friends, shout out to Adrian, um, Edward, all those guys. They were my first first friends out here in Fort Collins. And yeah. They're awesome. Love those dudes. Just, uh, I feel like everyone there is, we've all been through shit, but we're there and we're fighting through it. I don't yeah. know what it is, but I, I feel like everyone there has some demons that they're yeah, like for sure yeah. but that kind of like it you know yes, i like the danger I, yeah and I, I like being around like-minded people in that mm-hmm. sense of like fuck yeah fuck yeah yeah, yeah. and when i first met you you were fucking dude trailer. i was jacked i was jacked, jacked dude. <laughs> oh, no. you start throwing kicks i was like oh, oh my shit. god i'm oh. fucking full body oh, sparring shit. with her <laughs> we're just boxing yeah. <laughs> we are just boxing like, i'm not shin pads yeah i, no, no I gotta kicks. work on my kicks too but the thing that sucks about it is like i have the no heart. flexibility in the hips yeah so i have to even even when i just box i still come early to stretch because mm-hmm. like you know i'm you're gonna watch it too because like i uh i'm real bad about not staying on my toes and you could like really twist your knee mm-hmm. out of place mm-hmm. too but man tear something jump rope that helps yeah yeah that's my Strengthen your uh, ligaments. Yeah, I got nice calves. I bust them out, but I got yeah. long socks up, so. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> me too, it's all right. Yeah, it's it takes too long for me to reveal the calves, so. And the cameras aren't on. Show no. the world these sick-ass calves. <laughs> Jump rope, I'm telling you. Like cutting glass. Cutting glass. You know who's got some huge calves? Z. He's just, got, he's just huge as fuck. Looking he's tough for no reason at all. gorilla man. He's and a big old motherfucker. Dude. I am impressed at how strong his feet are. Like, yeah. I don't know why I always look at his feet, but, like, he has the most strong feet, His too. toes look like fucking, just like Neanderthal toes. <laughs> like, them shits look solid. <laughs> like, like, if he poked me with his he's toes. Got, he's got muscles on his toes. He's got muscles on his toes. And curling. One day, he was, he, was in, uh, he was just warming up on the bench doing 225. He did, like, 30 reps. Like it was nobody's business. I was just like, what the hell? <laughs> what? He's huge. Yeah. yeah. And a super nice guy. Super Intimidating, nice. Intimidating, but once you get to know yes. him, he's so fucking nice. Yes. Honestly, when I first went in there, like, I didn't really talk to him because yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this gym, yeah. you know? It seems a little hardcore. Like, like yeah. Shark Tank. Yeah. I was like, man, I feel like everyone in here just, like, got out of jail and, like, they're ready to fucking... Shank each other. And some of those guys did you know just get out I of know. jail. <laughs> That's the cool thing too. Is is, you know, it's cool. 
I don't know how else to describe it. It gives me, it fulfills the camaraderie that I need. Yeah. Like, I have to have it. I have to. F- the aggressive camaraderie. I have to be with those aggressive motherfuckers. Like, that's one of the, for sure, like, <laughs> undoubtedly the one thing I miss is, from the Marines is just the boys. Yeah. You know, and yeah. just being able to act like just Im- idiots, mm-hmm. imbeciles, like buffoons. Mm-hmm. And just be so belligerent and like some of the most insane things I've ever seen was at the barracks in Okinawa, Japan. Like just ridiculous shit. And like, I love you guys so much. I love fucking. <laughs> so I, you know, I think about going back in a lot. I really I, do. I do too. I do too. I would maybe change my MOS. Yeah. Like if I could get banned. Oh my god, imagine just playing guitar all day. I don't think that's how it works because it's the Marines. Like, you, there's probably, it probably still sucks, but at least I'll be playing guitar. Like. You could always do concerts. I know they have concerts. They have an amphitheater on base up there. Yeah, they, they, they have like uh, bands on every base. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. that's their thing is just, just play music. So mm-hmm. I think that would be interesting, but I don't know enough about it. I've kind of checked it out mm-hmm. um, just to see, you know, if, if I fucking crash my car and, or if something terrible happens or. Something amazing happens. I don't know. It's just, it's in my mind, you know? It's definitely not an option I've... I think about it all the time. Yeah, me too. No, no me too. All the, that's why I went back, uh, just, I've been there a month now, and I'm telling you, just being back in that environment as a civilian, I'm like, this is, these are my people. Yeah. Like, like it just, you just fit right in, right? Yes. Like a fucking pet puzzle piece. Yes. It, you're so comfortable. You, mm-hmm. you know exactly what, where the lines are. Yeah. You know where you need to be, what you need to do, and it's just like. The lingo. The lingo, the bullshit. Yeah. You know, just like, oh. <laughs> like, I like that. Not, not all women do, but I'm kind of a tomboy. Yeah. And I'm like, I bullshit with them too, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I freaking love this. Fuck yeah. Hey, yeah. check this out. I, I got you something. You I got me you, something. Yeah, I know you're in the Air Force. So I thought, how fucking fitting would it be to get you <laughs> dropping F-bombs? <laughs> it's called The Bomb. That's fucking cool. Thank you. Some California That's wine. really cool. Yeah. I, I wish I had really a... That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I want a bottle opener. We can break it. That'd be sweet. Yeah, we I'll bring it next open. time. Yeah, for sure. You know what? When you get your ass back to Z's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You call me out. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can edit that out, right? No. <laughs> Dude. Man, I'll tell you. Sometimes you need breaks, though, you know? <laughs> it's not a break. I need to be in there. Just, you know. Ooh. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you, like, uh, career transitioning, you said you dropped out of school before. Mm-hmm. I did, too. And, like, it's the most shameful experience because you, you're so close, but you're like, man, I feel like such a fucking failure. Like, I what am I going to... close. Like, I bombed my first semester, and I took a half of a second one and just never came back, like, mid-semester. How'd that make you feel? Honestly pretty good because I joined the Marine Corps. <laughs> it's like, oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah, I felt like, you know, once I got my groove in the Marines, yeah. I was at home, you know? Yeah, absolutely. There was nothing else I would rather be doing than playing music. And I was still doing that in the barracks. That's good. We'd get trashed and they'd ask me to play some mm-hmm. songs and I would. Mm-hmm. And uh, shout out to my boy Wiz the Great. Uh, Gandhi, fucking love you, man. Uh, he he was uh, another artist in Japan. He was a rapper. So we would get together in his room and we'd get sloshed and just freestyle for hours. That's so cool. And like, that's part of my origins, just freestyling. Okay. 2667. Uh, okay, free, can I give you like a subject? Do you freestyle? Acapellist? 
Right I now. could, yeah. I mean, I would prefer a beat. You know, it'd be sound way cooler. Like, can I beatbox? Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I Just, can't beatbox. You can get it like... Yeah, but okay, now just loop that, just like. Okay, hot dogs. Okay, now hit it, hit it, you gotta hit. Oh, yo, I'm about to get a motherfucking hot dog. Yeah, I'm a hot hog. You motherfuckers are mad because I like to hog the airtime. When I'm on the mic, yeah, I like to rhyme. I never stop, I be going for 40 days and 40 nights, yeah. My neighbors are mad, they called the cops. They were like, oh my god, this guy's been rhyming forever and ever. And then the cops came and I rocked him out the socks. Ooh, I like to box. Yeah, I'm wearing long socks. Cause if I wasn't, I'd pull out my calves and show the whole world that the shit's some slicing. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh man, something oh, happened. Oh, no, it's probably me. Go. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I what? love freestyle. That's cool. That is, I'm gonna do something with that too. Like I love to rap. And That's cool. That's I've been awesome. focusing on the craft. I'm ready to show people, but I had to get these ones out the way. Yes. Okay. So after your beatbox, I want to hear. I want to hear a song. You want to hear a song? I'm ready. Okay. After that this performance? <laughs> you're ready. Right. We're, we're cooking now, right? Let me see. Let me take off the jacket. I'm good to go? Good okay. to go. This one's called Hold Me. Second track on the album. Thank you. That was awesome. Fuck yeah. 
This is Nancy since we got the uh, video cameras running now. My first real guitar. The only guitar I have for 12 years. Um, I, this guitar is really, literally my therapist, so. The jam sessions that it's seen. <laughs> I love that so much. Like, you're so talented. Oh, stop. <laughs> it started with the freestyle. I'm like, all right, what else you got? <laughs> show, show me some more. Yeah, hell yeah. Thank you so much. Yes. I really appreciate that. I'm, um, I need to get better at taking compliments. I'm speechless sometimes. Yeah. Um, but thank you. Absolutely. And that was on the album you released today. Track two, people. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold me. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and I, I want to save my magnum opus for the last. The, the, like, once we end it, like, it's the cherry on top. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. I'm going to save that one because um, it's just so tasty and different. It's a story. Yeah. Yeah. What uh? Do you want to tell us about it? What's the story? What's the story behind sure, it? Yeah. Okay. Um. So, the name of the song is called Indians versus Cowboys, and an uncle of mine was telling me a story of his great grandfather, and he was telling me that he was a medicine man, and that he was the best in the whole area. Like he was renowned for his medicine. And like we go back maybe 150, 200 years ago, 1800s time, and um, during the time this is when you know the violence of get against indigenous people was at its peak. You know there are still tons of warring going on, and uh, there was a sheriff who was dealing with some kind of sickness in his town, and on his own accord, he was going to be the hero and go talk to Benedict and get the medicine himself one way or the other and it ends in a gunfight and uh, yeah that's the song without blowing too much damn damn and this is the one this is the song that I've been working on for 13 years it was the second song I ever wrote after the mountain song I had maybe a, a verse if that like just like probably had like six bars and I'm like dang that's so good mm -hmm. and I was like showing my friend who I played with mister and even he said it was good and I knew that it was special so you know I just waited and waited and waited because sometimes it sometimes songs don't just come to you absolutely you have to keep yeah. coming back to it and I feel like that's the hardest part for a lot of people is to look on their old work and be like let me sit here and hammer it out like almost like a blacksmith mm -hmm. you just have to you had to sharpen those edges with, by, with brutality and just discipline and forcing yourself to do it even if you don't want to. And yeah, thankfully that song slowly came together over the years. And I would all, I'd always say, it's finished now, it's finished. But then I'd add some more stuff. Mm -hmm, and then I'd come mm -hmm. up with some new ideas and some new melodies. So yeah, eventually, um, I think I finished it while I was recording it. It's awesome. I thought it was ready. I played the thing, and it just needed a little bit of some sauce. A little bit of sauce. Just a little bit of sauce, you know? <laughs> so I fucked around with it, and bam, it came to me, and now it's finished. It's out. There's That's awesome. There's not more I could do to it, except maybe, like, add a whole band, which would be insane. That would be really cool. I'll learn the drums, dude. You learn the drums? <laughs> I would love to. start a fucking band. I, I'd love to play I already the drums. got a name and everything. Really? What mm -hmm. is it? The Brussels Sprouts. <laughs> 
What are you gonna be dressed like? Like little green? No, just it'll just be dressed like this. Oh, I'll put on the I'll put the on green the, the green jacket. <laughs> I look like a Brussels sprout. You know, we didn't even have to wear. I think the most important thing about our outfits is that we need to have cool hats on. Yes. Like big ones. Yes. Maybe a cape. Big, yes. And like that's all you need Some, for Something like look at me type of stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, like a top hat. Yes. I want a top hat. Unforgettable. Like four feet. Mm. Bigger than Abe Lincoln's top hat. Yes. Fuck that guy's top hat. Like, I'm out. I'm out doing. That's cool. Yeah. You know, if you make top hats that big, um, hit me up. <laughs> Four feet tall. One day you're gonna see me with one. You can't walk into the building. You're like, yeah, you just kind of, kind of like, uh, who's that mayor on the Fairly Godparents? <laughs> Dingleberg? Yes. No, not Dingleberg. What's his damn name? Uh, he's the mayor. Sheesh, I can't remember. But he's just, his hat always goes off the screen, yes. no matter what angle it's at. <laughs> like, that's the kind of hat I need. Something that's just absurdly, just, like, dominating. I like that. I like being extra and out there and loud. Because it's like, it's not about getting attention so much. It's like, here I am. Like, I'm in the room. We're releasing that energy. Woo! You know? Yeah, really. absolutely. I love that. <laughs> so what do you do... Other than everything you just mentioned. <laughs> what do I do other than, like, boxing and music and freestyling? Yes. In school. In school. I really enjoy skateboarding. I'm not good at it because it's another art form that just yeah. takes practice. Yeah. Like you got to put in the fucking hours yeah. for skateboarding to land one trick whenever you want. Like, yeah. literally, I've been learning the ollie. I got my first skateboard when I was 13. I still barely can do it. And, like, for the past couple months, I've been skating with my friend Trevor, and we've been going skateboarding, and, like, I'm getting that ollie down. I'm ready for some pop shove-its now, you cool. know? cool. What about longboarding? No, too heavy. Okay. I don't like lugging around the big thing, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. Too, it's, like, just too big. It's huge. It's yeah, big. and you can't do cool tricks on it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I skate to look cool. <laughs> yeah. What about uh, rollerblading? Like, roller skating? I've never tried it myself, I don't think. I don't think that would be my style. Maybe if I had, like, a group of rollerbladers. Yeah, where we could like, all, like, do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. That would be cool. Disco I would do music. that. Yeah, I'm into that. That would be... I'm into that. We could all have, like, perms. <laughs> and, like, neon bright tights and stuff. Mm -hmm. That would be sick. <laughs> but, like, rollerblading by myself, I don't think I would. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> I've always tried. Do you uh, have a pair of rollerbladers? I 100% do. What? I, you know... Is it the ones you can do tricks on? Uh, roller skates, the four-wheeled ones. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah. There's like... I think you could do tricks It's like on walking those. like a baby deer. And you get on the asphalt, it's like... Yeah, and then you eat it, and then <laughs> yeah. you're just like, okay, I don't like, know why the fuck I got these on. I'm almost 30. No <laughs> <Yeah>. one look. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's another thing about skateboarding is when you biff it, you gotta do like the cool guy walk to get your board, and... You're like, oh, oh I did not just totally eat shit. Oh. Then you pick up your board and try to ride away all cool. Do you know, you know how Fort Collins is, like, notorious for, for bikers everywhere? Yeah. So, when I first moved here, I'm like, oh, I can ride my bike. My little Walmart special, like, real, real, real cheap, <laughs> cheap mountain bike. 25 that, bucks. Yeah. 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 The tire um, barely yes, spins. Yeah. Still and, got the plastic. Yeah, and I'm like, what's the difference? Like, a cheap one's fine. What's the difference? Okay, I now know the difference. All right, everyone. Did it have gears, at least? They were stuck. Oh, of course. 
<laughs> jammed. But uh, no, I'm like, oh, I can ride this to school. I don't have to pay for parking or ride the bus, whatever. And I try to be all cool coming home and jump the curb. <laughs> I ate the curb, Ooh. crashed my bike, and like, it was so embarrassing. I couldn't relate more. Like, I've done that so many times. <laughs> it's just, re- you just got to accept it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, Damn. I just kind of, you laugh at yourself, and you're like, look around, and like, people are looking like, what the fuck? I don't even want to know if people I know, are looking. I, know. I don't even look around, I'm just like, I do, oh. I'm like, who saw that? I'm all alone here. <laughs> it's like a school bus. Just lazy. <laughs> yeah. Hit me. <laughs> I literally biffed it like three days ago, when it snowed, or two days ago, because I, I don't pay for parking at CSU at all. Mm-mm. It's like three fifty dollars It's annually. too much. Like, are you kidding me? It's way too and much. And you can't even park in certain parking no. spots, like... Get out of here. So I just park it, like, I'm not going to say where I'm because uh, the guy hooks me up. But I park there, and then I skateboard to school. Yeah. Snowing. I'm like, you know, I've been, it's like my thing. Mm -hmm. I'm skateboarding to school, pop some mollies, maybe biff it, Mm -hmm. have some fun. Pop some mollies? No, ollies. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Pop some mollies and some mollies. I was like, damn. Go to class. Damn, (laughs) I don't know how you function. (laughs) Just some mollies. Some really bad ones. And I, it was like super snowy, and I hopped on it, and I immediately slipped and just ate it. And I, I got so mad, I threw it in my trunk. I was like, oh, I'm fucking walking. Embarrass me every time. We gotta do this. <laughs> like freaking Napoleon Dynamite. Like Napoleon. You pull your tots out of your your cargo pocket. Tina, you fat lord. <laughs> Come get some food. Telling <laughs> my skateboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love it. I don't know why. It's just one of those things. I want to get better at it. it just, everything takes so much discipline. Yeah. So you got to really pick and choose what yeah. you want, you know? Like, what is it that you truly enjoy? And for you, obviously podcasting is one thing, but yeah. tell me what it is that you enjoy. I'm still trying to figure that out. And I'll tell you, like, I am someone who, I don't want to live my life with regrets. So mm. I want to try everything. And I have a lot of things that I've given up on. And that's okay. Yeah. But I had to learn that that's okay. I'm not a failure because I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I I really like wood burning. Wood burning? Yeah. And I haven't shown anyone any of my work. But it's all, it's really good for, like you say, therapy. Mm -hmm. You know, I have this two-by-two piece of wood, and it's almost done. But uh, I'm like burning this woman screaming she has her mouth open and her eyes are closed and she has like wet hair you know like it's mm. raining or something yeah Sick. and uh, just a lot of emotion it's dark and it's kind of creepy looking and so much emotion yeah it's, it makes it, you feel though yeah i, I want to see it now i have ah! to say it. like right now right now <laughs> but you're gonna have to show yes. me you know? like yeah there's but something what was it that started your interest in wood burning Okay, so years ago, when I was in the military, I was stationed in Florida. So they have this giant thing every, uh, like, the third Friday of every month called mm-hmm. Gallery Night, where, where all these local artists come out, they pop up tents, they shut down the streets so it's like uh, you can carry, you know, open carry alcohol and everything and just walk around to every artist. And this guy had this, like, six or seven foot tall plywood board, and he had this flame burner and he was drawing like a sea turtle and it was the most beautiful thing i'm like i don't know why something about yeah. i love all art but like this particular style it moved you yeah. yeah and he did all sorts of things but i'm like 
I don't want to copy, you know, I don't want to copy off someone else, but I want to recreate it. So his was just with a burner, but I use an actual like pin and like dig into the wood, like carve it out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, old so school, isn't that like the old school style? Yeah, yeah, it's black, it's burnt, you know. Um, it's actually really yeah. interesting. My grandpa Ben would do, and my and my grandpa Walter mm-hmm. did wood burning. They're wonderful craftsmen, and I have this one little, just a small piece of wood like this big, and my grandpa Walter. Uh, burned a bear into the wood and That's it's cool. sick. Yeah. That's cool. I'm gonna have to find big bear. Yes. It's interesting. It's so like I don't know what it is. When you're when you're putting all your emotion into something, it comes out of shows. Yeah. It takes yeah. you fucking forever. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, you, you put it down and like three months later you pick it up and you just keep going. Back at it, yo. Yep. Yeah. Um so that's definitely something that I'm into. Um I've been writing a book. <laughs> Really? I haven't really told anyone. Ooh, yeah, fucking, been, we're live. Yeah, I've been writing a book, and uh, kind of the same with your song. You said it took you 13 years. Mm-hmm. I bet it's going to take me a while, because yeah. it's like so many thoughts come to mind, and, and you just jot it down, and you write and write and write until you can't write anymore, and it sounds awesome, but mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, where does this fit in, and like, how can I make this a story that's readable? Yeah. Who wants to read this? Type, you know, those thoughts come to mind, sure. but I'm like, you know what? It'll come together. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. So, what is the main character's name? Uh, it's it's a... Um, is it an autobiography? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> it's about my life. No, I totally, I'll read that. That's interesting. <laughs> it's about my life, and it's... That's something that's hard, too, you know, but... But why? Like, what makes that hard? Being so honest. And vulnerable. Vulnerable down to the every last detail. Yeah. And, like, sharing your deepest, deepest, darkest memories on paper... Mm. And it's, like, things you have never accepted. Finally, it's all on a storyline for you to look at. And you're like, oh, my God, this did happen. Like, all right, I accept it. This is me. This is the therapy for you? (laughs) A little bit. Yeah, that's interesting. A little bit. I couldn't. You know uh, David Goggins? Yeah, oh, fuck You follow him? He's so motivational. And he came out with a book. (laughs) Have you read it at all? I have not, but it's it's in my shopping basket. It's brutal. Like, it's so hard to read because it's so personal, personable and real and like he's so vulnerable. I could not get past the first chapter. Wow, really? Like I'm telling you, I don't know why, but I just like started crying. <laughs> like, wow. You know what I'm saying? I want to check it out. Yeah, but yeah, I think after reading that, I'm like, I could do this. You know, you see other people, people like that. Like I'm not as big as him. I will never. David Goggins is special. He's so special. He's so special. Like, he is, he is the pinnacle of yeah. mankind. Yeah. A true warrior. Yes. And he's, he, like, he's the embodiment. Someone to look up to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look up to people like that who are, like, that's fucking life. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been through some fucking shit. And look how motivational he is. He's the, that man's got some demons to be running, Holy like, fuck. thousands of miles. Yeah, and I don't he's, know if it's thousands, but I know he ran a ridiculous amount. I think he had the world's most pull-ups at some point, which was, like, 800 or something something yeah. in a 24 hours. Or, I don't know, it was a ridiculous amount. Or tw- was it 20,000? I'm going to have to fact-check that. I'll get back to you, but it's, like, ridiculous. It's it just, absurd. It gives you hope. Like, that's possible. To come from a situation as bad as his, and he was... he. When he was adult, he was super overweight, mm. and then he's like, "I'm gonna join the, you know, whatever fucking the seals. seals." Yeah, the fucking hardest, got, the toughest motherfuckers. We got to, and besides the Marines, of course. Yeah, 
he he went uh, to the recruiter, you know, and, he, and they laughed at him. He's so overweight. He's like, bet. I'll show you, motherfuckers. Yeah, he lost like 100 pounds, yeah. right? Or 150? Yeah. yeah. What? Like, I want to know that secret. I want to know how he does it. Yeah. You know, I think everyone should want to know. We need to know. How to be resilient. Yeah, that's what makes... We have so many fascinating people in human culture, I think. Like, people that have just lived... Like, imagine Steve-O's life. The shit yeah. that that man has seen and done. I can't even... It's incomprehensible. No. And we have Mike Tyson's yeah. and Tyson Furies mm-hmm. and these incredible human beings that have overcome all the odds and now they're... Philo- or Well, Mike Tyson, and sp- specifically, he's a philosopher now. He's no longer a warrior. He's a true modern-day samurai. He was a warrior, and then he became a Roman. Now, a uh, Ronin, and now he's just a philosopher. He, he doesn't. I just love him. That's I just really love cool. these kind of yeah. specimens that yeah. we have, and like, that's us. It's we could do it too. Absolutely, abso- we're doing it. We're fucking we're doing fucking it right doing now. It. Yes, and I think the thing is being resilient and not giving up, and you know, following your heart, doing what you love, it's and the not. Key. Yeah, not giving a shit what people think. Showing up is the key. Yeah. Doing it as often as possible, as much as possible. Discipline. Discipline. That is the key ingredient to everything. Mm-hmm. To being good at anything, to be worthy at anything, you have to have discipline. Um, you know, Julius Caesar and Genghis Khan and all the great generals of our pastimes, they read. Yeah. They read books mm-hmm. about other great kings yes. and generals, and they studied those, and they adapted what they took from like the most important aspects of all those, which you find we find in autobiographies now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we could just peek into the mind of many different human beings, and I think that's special mm-hmm. and incredibly valuable for generations to come, because that knowledge will forever be just there for people to learn from and grow yeah. from and be inspired yes. by because our i feel like our species is meant to create yeah that is what we do yes we create shit we thrive we thrive yes and we fucking make gadgets and mm. gizmos and it is the everything that we have in this room right now we didn't have 150 years ago right right all of this, mm-hmm. down to the heater, to the mic, to the camera, to the ladders and the nice shoes. Like, it's amazing. What could it we is. do in another 100, 200, Absolutely. 300? What could we do in a thousand mm-hmm. years? It's not, the goal of life isn't to be someone for other people. Mm-hmm. The goal of life is to live your life, get better and better. Just keep improving and share it. Improve the species. Yeah. And just be the best version of you. Because that inherently does improves the species yeah. being the best version of you yeah. inherently improves all the generations to come mm-hmm. and it, that's and it influences people around you because that's how we are yeah people want to join you on your way you know on your path mm-hmm. and people are attracted to your gravity yes that's you you mentioned consistency mm-hmm. so discipline consistency determination mm-hmm. perseverance mm. What else has driven you? You might laugh at this. Um, but I hold uh, 
the values of the core very dear to my heart. And I know you have something similar in the Air Force, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yeah. And uh, in, in the Marine Corps, it's JJ did tie buckle. And it's justice, judgment, decisiveness, integrity, dependability, tact, initiative, mm-hmm. bearing, unselfishness, loyalty, and knowledge. Mm-hmm. And those are the foundation of a Marine. And when I got out, I had to figure out how to transfer everything that I learned in the Marine Corps from and transfer it into what I like to do. I had to use the discipline and that vigor and the passion and just everything that I learned in the Marine Corps, I had to tune it into my own channel almost and fucking use it to do the things that I'm passionate about, yeah. loving. And yeah. So yeah, I, I really hold those close to my heart and that's really what I live on, which sounds so cheesy because no. like, it's something you learn in boot camp, but it's, it's special it to me because I didn't have many strong role models in my life, you know? And I was a very angry kid. I was a problem child. I was not an easy child to raise. And when I joined the Marine Corps, I didn't even know how to like wear deodorant or make a bed or fold clothes. Like the basics of life I didn't even have down. I was already 18 or 19 when I joined, 18 I think. And taking those values has been, you know, just very special for me it was a second set of parents yeah for sure you know? you know like that gunnery sergeant who was yelling at me and scolding me for just you know just having my hands in my pocket i still was like that's the man if shit goes down we want to be with you yeah you know mm-hmm. and that was super important and when i got out again you lose that mentorship you lose the camaraderie so you have to be that you have to be the people that yes. you looked up to yeah you just gotta do it man you took away f- from it exactly what you're supposed to though because if you got out and you just completely threw everything out the window mm. you wouldn't have learned anything yeah no less friends thing. that once they're out mm-hmm. they're just like, what are you doing yeah you have all the tools that you need to succeed mm-hmm. just do it like, yeah. why are you blowing your opportunities yeah. um what's helped you the most as far as getting out and you know, having friends and in, in a community in Fort Collins. You know, I, I'm sure it's it's been hard to adapt from like Marine Corps to Fort Collins. I have a desire to be great. Okay. Like James Brown. Mm-hmm. I love to entertain. Yeah. I love to express myself. Express. And I want to be, in short, <laughs> a tribal leader. Absolutely. I want to be the chieftain. Mm-hmm. I want to be the guy. I don't know where it comes from. I think it's definitely a piece of the Marine Corps part of me. Like, just feel like I can do it. Like, yeah. I fucking have everything I need. Absolutely. You know? And like, in the Marines, anything was attainable. Why mm-hmm. not? Why can't I do it in anything that I want to do? And I just want to be loved and cherished and um, I want to be special, you know, to people that I love and care about because in human society, if you don't earn your place, then you're, you know, you just kind of just fart around. I guess I don't, I don't know how to describe (laughs) it. I just, yeah, you just, you just exist. Yeah. That's all you're doing. I've met some elderly people there's no passions no interests or real hobbies they just kind of wait around to die and 
I don't want to live like that. No. You know? I know. <laughs> I know. I grew up in a small town, too, and the same thing. You go back, everyone's doing the exact same thing. No growth, no change of mindset. Nothing. Nothing. And it's like, there's so much more to life. Like, I don't understand at what point do you lose it, you know? So mm. don't ever lose that. Yeah, fuck. No, I do can't. Not. You can't. I'm too obsessed with the momentum. I'm with you. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I got to do more. And, like, that's our burden, you know? Yeah. It's like learning. Having, juggling 20 balls is, like, metaphorically and physically. Just kidding. But, like, you just got to fucking add more and more to it because that's just what we do you know absolutely and i i kind of blame our ancestors created all this stuff because now it's our burden to bear and we gotta fucking learn about it if we're passionate about certain things but i mean i'll i'll do it fuck it let's do it yeah let's fucking take this shit to the stratosphere let's fucking colonize mars i got some ideas on how to do that too the best way to colonize the galaxy would be to splice human dna with salmon that way we lay, like, you know how salmon don't have, like, a specific sex? Mm -hmm. So take sex out of the equation, and now men and women can just lay thousands of eggs, and, like, we'll figure out a way to make them, like, freeze in space, so that they could just, we could just shoot out eggs into the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, just, like, imagine billions and billions of eggs, and, like, wherever it happens, happens. Boink, boink, boink. Like, they're just popping Yeah, out. once we get out there, we'll be like, oh, shit, what up? Where are your fucking ancestors, dude? They can talk, too, like humans. Yeah, yeah, yes. Or Prometheus or some shit. Human brains and, like, fish bodies. Yes. We're going to splice animals and humans. Like, you know that's coming, right? Like, once they get that DNA stuff down, it's gonna, rich people will be able to have gorilla genes. What's the first animal? If you could splice an animal, what would be the first animal? Fucking hippopotamus, dude. I would want some fucking hippopotamus strength and maybe some like big teeth so I could like chew really hard meat. So I think that would be it. Or just like fuck somebody up yeah. with my tusks. Mm -hmm. I think that would be sick. And then like I'd have hippopotamus strength and then like uh, my lower body, like my legs would be like gorilla jeans. So I had fucking big ass legs and then like long gorilla arms with hippopotamus strength. And then, like, fuck it, dude, we'll splice the tiger DNA mm -hmm. in there, too, so I could fucking jump high and have sick balance. And spiders, <laughs> so I can shoot out webs oh. from my nipples. <laughs> you but, got, like, ten different animals in there. But they, it's gonna be possible. <laughs> What's that movie where he, like, turns into an animal and he Sp orders, like, otter milk? Or something? I don't know, that doesn't sound familiar at all. <laughs> That sounds like something I'm into, though. It was on the police Just force. Just an animal man, a policeman ordering otter milk. The animal. That's what it's called. The animal. Really? <laughs> it's called the animal? The animal. And he's ordering milk. Yeah. Otter I, milk? I think so. I'm in. Because he's like part... <laughs> something happened. He, he was uh, on the police force and he couldn't... He couldn't pass the PT test or something. And I don't know. He was like sitting on his couch eating, you know, being a fat piece of shit. <laughs> eating like... All, tubs of ice cream and like just extreme things you know and uh then he saw this ad for like oh this supplement will make you i don't know strong and fast and then all of a sudden he was like a fucking animal he turned into one yeah like he was in a human body which like running like like you said yeah. and uh jumping and like all sorts of things it was wild that's fucking gonna be me <laughs> as soon as the scientists that yeah. I got working on it fucking finish up dude uh, next time you see me I'm gonna 
pretty looking like I'm gonna fucking get some I'm gonna get some Z hair, you know, so I could splice that in there. <laughs> fucking Elon Musk pube or something. Just I'll just I'm gonna be like a superhuman animal hybrid freakazoid. I wanna I wanna like some gorilla traits in there. Yeah, fuck yeah. Some monkey traits. I wanna be swinging from the trees. Ooh, like some fucking long feet. Throwing so my shit on people. Down and shit. Fuck you. Shit in my hands. Throw it at people. <laughs> hey! What the hell? And just take off. Yeah, just fucking take off yeah. into the trees. Yeah. I'm like, damn, chill. But it's human form. Like, I oh, okay. look like. I, I you look probably like... have some gorilla outbursts every once in a while, though. You go. Oh, 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 oh. That's exactly. Oh, my bad. Fuck. Exactly. Just gorilla jeans mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. But, uh. <laughs> Those are my dogs. Uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Tell me though, you said that now you're on, back on the Air Force base as a civilian, yeah, and you had to just get back in there, dude. Close to it at least. Yeah, like okay, I got out three years ago, three and a half years ago, and um, I've been going to school for three years. GI Bill. It, GI Bill, and it's been great, but I'm like, I've realized so much just about the human experience mm. and about growth and like what really matters. I've changed my perspective on money. I've changed my perspective on jobs, how I don't have to be something like a job doesn't determine my worth. Yeah. And like all yeah. these things that, that kind of played a role, but like going to school, you realize I don't want to do this work for the rest of my fucking life. Like, I'm, I'm so stressed out. Uh, this degree, man. I was like, at what the school. What is your degree? I, I only went three years, so I don't have a degree, but it was landscape architecture. Mm. And I'd be at the school till like 2 or 3 a.m., and then I'd work at 5 at the gym. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is draining me. Yeah. You know, and I'm like turning projects in late, like even staying, staying at the studio late. I'm turning shit in weeks late. I'm like, I can't do this. Mm. Like, this is so hard. And I don't want to do this as a career. This is how school is. Yeah. So, man, I got out. I dropped out in August, and uh, I was like, I don't know what else I'm going to do. Like, all I have is my military job. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why not? So I applied to a bunch of jobs. No one would, would hire me because what, what real-world experience do I have? Mm. So there was an opening um, in Cheyenne at the Air Force Base. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just gonna apply. I love that job so much. I'm telling you, something about being familiar, and it's like, it's not the same unit or shop that I was in. The workload's different. The people are different. I'm, I'm Your older. Your position is different. My too. position is different. Yeah. I'm older. I'm wiser. I like know myself more, and I'm like, I feel like a completely different person. I like this job. Yeah. Why did I get out? And I'm like, it's all for a reason. I mean. You know, so yeah, I, it just, it was even an even bigger realization working there. And I'm like, this is where I belong <laughs> around this environment. Cause this is, these are the people that I like bring me joy my day to day that I come home and I'm happy, you know? <sighs> so I think that, that speaks volumes for sure. It just feels a part of you, you know, yeah. to describe, I, don't, I have no idea how to yeah. really put it in the words, but just something about it they're like roughnecks you know like it's a maintenance outcasts yeah outcasts and just yes i love all the different people from all over 
all over, different countries, different, you know, states, whatever. Just love. Different experiences and like, yeah, dude. You make me want to go. You make me want to go sign up right now. Cause like, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm like fucking ready. I know. Right now, That's dude. what I'm saying. Like you get it. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. It's just like. You see, I don't know. I, I don't want to stay stuck in one place, stay mm-hmm. stagnant, and that's what I fear, you know. But yeah, staying stagnant is scary. It's so for scary. Sure. That scares me. I think the most. Like, the worst-case scenario is me not doing anything after this or just being okay with just mouth-breathing, you know? Dude, some days, some days I, like, talk myself out of it. I'm like, you know what, Morgan, just stop. Just stop trying to be so much and just, like, be happy with just being just this. Yeah. You know, just... And it's, I can't. There's no fucking way. Like it's a drive though. I don't which know. Is, it's good. It's a good thing. It's not a bad yeah. thing. Like we, because I feel the same way too. Yes. Where I'm just like I need to just relax or chill. But like man. fuck no, man. That's exactly go 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 go. go, go, go. go. I was what? chilling when I was twenty. Exactly. Twenty four, twenty five. Yeah. I was chilling when I was twenty two. I've already done that. Yeah. It's fucking time to go to work. How do you see money though? Money. You're so motivated, but what's your view on money? You know, I've been able to live really comfortably with the GI Bill and get some side income as well. Um, I could take a bunch of odd jobs. You know, there's a job recruiter in town. Oh, at the city building? Yeah, you uh-huh. could just you could just pick up a job for the weekend mm-hmm. and then a couple hundred, like a hundred bucks a day. Sometimes you work a good. work one of the downtown clubs as like a security, or you just check wristbands. Mm-hmm. So I'll do that when I need money and when I want to buy some toys, and that's really nice because yes. I could live comfortably. But I just, I, I don't know. I just want more. I have to conquer. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm a conqueror. I'm a warrior. I just like need progression and growth. Yeah. I'm like a succulent plant, and I just gotta grow. And like I can't stay in my small pot. You know, like when you have a plant yeah. in the same pot and it gets root bound. Mm-hmm. Well, you could keep it in a small pot. Yeah, yeah. It stays. In any pot, it gets root bound, and then the roots start growing over each other yeah. and it strangles itself. Mm-hmm. When I'm not progressing and getting better or doing something valuable with my time I'm strangling myself I feel like I'm suffocating and just wasting away I can't help it oh, I know I don't like wasting time like yeah. this is time that could be valuable that I could pursue fuck yeah more right yeah we, we could use it for just we're creators yes. you know what I'm saying yeah. like using it to create will bring us opportunities and bring us the people that we need in our lives and it's gonna it like we have to create absolutely back to that back back to creation our innate human yes. nature is yeah. to just create 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 yeah. create and like so i'm gonna just create as much as possible before i die yeah, yeah. and it's, it's so hard uh i think there's a lot of people who have insecurities and, and think about like what will other people think but that like that right there ruins your creativity mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you have to create and not give a shit yeah and just do it for you because you like it. It has to be pure. Yeah. When other motivations get in the mix, it makes it less uh, pure, I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I love it. I, any any type of artistic creation, I'm a, I just kind of obsess over. Mm-hmm. Uh, like 
boxing is one of those things. It's so simple. There's six punches. But when you get down to it, it's not just six punches. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's footwork. It's pivoting. Dude. It's head movement. It's keeping your hands up. Okay. I've sparred with you. And you go so fucking hard. like Really? Yeah. Are like, you serious? Not in a bad way. In a good way. I like, feel like I'm like one of the lightest bars in the gym. Not hard as in like... Uh, you go hard with technique. Mm, yeah. <laughs> not with power, but like... Holy shit. I just remember... I was so out of breath. I'm like, man, he's really challenging me. Because like, you know, your footwork, your... You I don't know. like to get punched. <laughs> I don't. And like, you, you duck too. Mm-hmm, you taught mm-hmm. me like just watching you, you duck. And I'm like, damn, he's like back and forth. He's quick. Yes, I'm like I said, I'm a casual. I hate when I take damage. So like, I I hate that I'm exposing myself. But I, my style is avoiding damage, and just laying them on you. You know, I want you to take the punches, not me. You think you had me? You didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, psych, motherfucker, I'm over here. Bah! That's exactly yeah. And you crouch down though, and that's the thing that gets me because you crouch down real low. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, like I like. He's real low now. Like, I have to crouch down, too. But he can get those quick shots. Yeah, yeah. And if you could throw kicks, I'd be knocked out cold. (laughs) (laughs) So I know know my place in the hierarchy. Like, as soon as you add kicks to the mix... Oh, you and me both. I'm running away. Like, ah! This switch, I call it, like, the killer instinct. Mm. I switch flips, and you want to fucking go. I've seen you. You were throwing some haymakers... Trying to get me, dude. But again, I want to take a- the damage. So I'm like, later, motherfucker. No. <laughs> no. Like, man, I can't wait to fight somebody. Really? So you want to pick up a fight? I do. What kind of fight? An MMA M- fight. I like to. Ooh, dude, damn, I'll be there for I, that. Like in my soul, I fantasize about it. I just want to beat some ass. Whoop some fucking ass. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Ah, yes. I like. I have that same. <sighs> I have that same fantasy too. The only thing that really stops me is I don't want to be a half big fighter. Like when I'm in on something, I gotta be balls deep. I, I gotta be all in. I gotta be a hundred. I like my. I don't. I gotta run because I don't run right now. I don't do cardio. Lift weights, run. Yeah. I got lift weights. I got to fucking eat right. I got to show up every day to boxing and <laughs> okay, get ass whoopings. You're offending me now. <laughs> yeah. You got to you got to like I, w- I would take like 12 weeks for me if I was going to pick up a fight and that would be like all my energy would be focused on whooping ass. And then I know for sure I could beat anybody. You know, but right now I'm like, playing guitar and smoking weed and cigarettes and like same, yeah. You know, so like I don't want to be a half baked fighter because I respect the game. You gotta respect the game, you know. And I I can't be just casual me in there. I gotta be a fucking tune in. You think of yourself as a tool, like I have to perfect this tool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do not. It's just like, I know it's big ego. I know it is. Mm-hmm. But it's like the switch flips and I just want to beat someone's ass. Yeah. And that, no, that's fine too. <laughs> like, I think that's... I like think a street that's, fight. Yeah. I mean, no, I get that too. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, me? But then like we've been domesticated. Yes. You know, we, we're in the service so we know how to like shut the fuck up yeah. and just take, a, take it on the chin and go yeah, home. Like, exactly. That's, so, that was one of the most important things I learned in the Marine Corps. 
you if you take an L, just take it on the just chin and go about your day. You know, like if Gunny blasts yeah. me in front of the whole platoon for having my hands in my yeah. pockets, not a big deal. You fucking know better. Just do better. <laughs> okay, and then just carry on and forget about it. <laughs> not me. No. <laughs> no sir. Tell me more about that. No, like. Oh, I have this like. In a uh, this like vindictive, not in a, not all the time. What does vindictive mean? To like uh, get back at somebody. Oh, vengeful. Yes. Yeah, I'm not. I actually go tell me okay, about okay, it first. Okay. Yeah. But like I'm, I'm, uh, I know myself enough that I can control it, and I know mm. when and where, and and I know how to control my emotions. Okay, so like I'm healthy, but when I want to fight somebody, like. You want it to go down. Yeah. 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 But I talked about it uh, to a friend. I was like, is that normal to just, like, want to fight? He's like, that's literally a human instinct. And mm. this society plays it down so much that, like, you're not supposed to be like that. Mm. Like, it's natural. It's natural. And we have that. I feel like we have that extra gear, gear because of the service, yeah, you know? So yes. we're, we're warriors. You know, yeah. chair force, we love okay. you. Okay, I shot a gun like twice. Really? Twice? Yeah. Hey, fuck it. At least I know you can shoot a target, That's, you know? Yeah, like, absolutely. I'll still take you to a gunfight over any civilian. You know absolutely, what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah. yes. So, like... But still, yeah. Um, I kind of forgot my point. What was I saying? Vengeful. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I relate to that because I... My worst trait about me is I hold grudges. I hold grudges <laughs> because so hard. here's the thing is like as a kid I was pretty lonely and growing up um just a real problem child, right? And when I joined the Marine Corps, I learned what real loyalty was, yeah. like real fucking loyalty. And when you have that kind of loyalty, it's so special and it's like fuck, it's amazing I could do anything with that. And then you come to the civilian world, and no one gives a fuck about that. You know what I'm saying? No one, your loyalty. What do you do for me? I'm like, yeah. bro, I'll die for you. What are you talking about? Yeah. I'll fight to the death mm -hmm. just to protect you. But that's too much to ask for from the average mm -hmm. person. Like, undying loyalty and fucking, mm -hmm. you know. What's in it fight. for me? Yeah, we gotta fight to the death. Yeah. I'm not gonna fight to the death with Money. you. Money. Yeah. 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 Like, Something's gotta be in it, you know? And, um,. Again, I forgot my point. <laughs> vengeful. Oh, yeah. Vengeful. I hold grudges. And I got this stupid song on uh, track five. It's called Vengeful Vulture. And the lyric is, Vengeful Vulture, I'll pick them bones. Got your name in my book of grudges. Because I feel that. People that have done me wrong in the outside world, especially like family members, oh, you know, I'm like... I can't, that, that's, that's my trigger yeah, right there. Like, yeah. switch flips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, I love him to death. My cousin, but guy, he's, he could be slimy sometimes. And, and like, uh, you've seen, it's like ignorance is bliss. Yeah. When you didn't know, when you didn't have any understanding of the outside world and that people are good, inherently good, and that people do mean well. Yeah. It's like you, you thought these people who loved you are like, that's love. And then you, you see the, the other side of it, you're like, wow. Yeah, we have some toxic <laughs> traits. Wow. 
you know, me and my cousin, like, our relationship is toxic. I want to whoop his ass. Yeah. But, like, I love him to death, too. And we get together so well. It's just, you know, I hold grudges, and I can't help it, because, like, I'll, I'm not going to do you dirty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I want the best for everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, I want everybody to thrive and just be the best versions of the South, and, like, we'll all fucking be amazing together. But then you just have somebody in your circle, and it just, that's not important to them. Yeah. They just rather do their own thing at at any cost. Mm -hmm. They'll burn a bridge mm -hmm. just for to burn a bridge. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how could you do that? How how could you do that to me? Like yeah. I love you so much. And you're gonna do that and be nasty? And I, the best way for me to deal with that is to just cut up cut them off cold turkey and just get back to the grindstone. Yeah, yeah it it's a... Uh Ah, oh, it's such a hard thing to do. I've done it, but it's like it's, those people hold you back in a way. It's no, sh for sure. And I say that like in a mental aspect of like when my mind is preoccupied with you know, you know, thinking, you know, ruminating on what this this person did or said over and over and over. Like that's an issue. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. you can't have that and 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 trying be trying to move forward and heal yourself and, and be the person you want to be with all these people constantly I don't know causing you stress mm -hmm. can't you can't you can't you can't do it no you know if someone's um if someone's affecting your mental health and your physical health like you just got to shut it down yeah you know there's focus a lot, on you yeah focus on you there's a lot of people I'm rooting for that I don't talk to just because we're not on the same page, yeah. we're not even reading the same book. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. It's fine. Yeah, our journeys are different. Mm-hmm. That's this is this is this is like therapy right now. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> Dude, I I love talking about healing and like Yeah. But like, okay. What's self love for you? Self love for me is doing the things that I'm passionate about to the best version that I could possibly give. To give everything, to put everything that is me into my passions. That is self-love. And uh, it doesn't come in just one form for me. It comes in very many different forms. Um, music is, for, without a doubt, my main form of self-expression. Yeah. That is my go-to sauce. But I also I need the physical um, wear and tear. I need, I need to get out this excess energy which is why I box and I do some kind of mixed martial art to keep me on my toes to keep me grounded and most importantly humble so I'm not out in the streets looking for a fucking ass whooping That's and then me. it ends up me you know and then I'm fucking knocked out cold yes. in front of a hundred people and then yes. I'm like oh no so yeah I, I need that physical exertion and I need um, substance I, I need to consume uh, like a knowledge in some form, whether it be an audiobook or reading. I, I, I need to be learning and yes. working mm -hmm. with my hands. And I just, um, yeah, I just, I just got to be working and creating. And I just got to be, you know, in the mix and... Staying busy and... Staying busy. Outside of your head. Yeah, because you know? like... When I'm alone, I'm not really doing anything important. Like, sure, I'm thinking, but I'm just fucking thinking about bullshit. Those are just thoughts. Yeah, I'm just like, 
Like, for real. Dude, oh, It gets so more. fucking tiring. Like, just fucking stop, yeah. you know? Let's do something. Yeah, Yeah. Look, let's get busy. I'm going to take off the hat. I feel like it looks like a fedora. No, I like it. Yeah, the fedora look. <laughs> there you go. Hell yeah. This feels actually a lot better. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> Man, self-love's hard. How'd you find that? Um, the emptiness, <laughs> the giant void in my heart when I wasn't chasing my mm. passions. Yeah. When I was in the Marine Corps, there's only really time for to be a Marine. Yeah. You know, you have a few hours after work, and that's mostly for relaxing and eating and bullshitting with the boys. The one thing that I was consistent with was fucking yes. guitar. Yeah. Nancy came with me to Okinawa, Japan. She came with me to the East Coast. She's been with me the whole fucking ride. I got this super special case for her. I love that. You know, so like, I never stopped doing that. And when I got out and was depressed and sad, guess what I was still doing? Mm -hmm. Guitar. Yep. The only thing that made me feel better, guitar. So then I focused on that and got to a point where I wanted to be. And then it opened up avenues to do more. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, uh, you know, now I can focus on boxing. And now I can focus on chess or skateboarding or, you know, I could do all sorts of fun activities. Yeah. One thing that I do want to do, I think that would be totally wicked rad, is I would love to be a bird watcher. That's cool. Just count birds. In the wilderness. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. it. Just want to fucking... Just put peanut butter all over your body and just... Yeah. And come. Yeah. <laughs> I could see you. Still camouflage in I the bushes. I could see you in your bucket hat. Could you imagine that? <laughs> yes. It'd be amazing. I'd just be like this. <laughs> Oh, shit. Not not blinking. <laughs> not blinking. Like, yeah, I have like bird food in my hands, so I could be like, oh shit, is he not? Oh shit. Oh. <laughs> this is so sick. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Be in the fucking trees with some binox, like oh yeah. One oh nine p.m. Then a bear comes up. Two birds. Do I smell peanut butter in the trees. <laughs> One ten, a bear. Is now sniffing me. Yeah. One eleven, help. Help. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> then they just find the journal mm -hmm. in my bucket hat. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, oh, I think man. um, you gotta just uh, keep showing up. I love that there's a theme here: discipline, self-expression, therapy, growth. Yeah. Like these are some really healthy points that we Absolutely. keep coming back and roundabout about, and that's what Soul of a Warrior is, I mm -hmm. think. Absolutely. And I love that. Good. Yeah, I Thank love you. what you do, and Thank I love you. what you're doing, and Thank I think you. it's fucking cool. Thank you. Yeah, and I think everyone has something that they can teach or, or use to, to help others, mm -hmm. you know, and people see themselves as invaluable or that they have no purpose, but every single one of us has been through something in, the, in our life that we can teach others about, you know, and it's so powerful because I've learned my the most lessons from other people yeah. through their lives yeah watching other people make big mistakes yes. and you're like fuck yes and that's what that. mistakes aren't failures you can use those to help other people mm -hmm. like don't ever get married at 18 <laughs> like Ooh, don't ever <laughs> you just put some sauce out there you know I got an ass you know I got an ass let me guess you joined up in the air force and you're like my true love no no, no? I like, okay okay tell me about this 
Oh man, it's a long emotional. <laughs> there's a long emotional story, okay, but okay. it was like a high school sweetheart type uh-huh, of thing. Uh-huh. So I joined the military, and I think I was a little codependent. Like mm. he was my support, and I was like, "Hey, like the only way to be together is if we get married. Because if I get stationed in Pensacola, I'm gonna have to live in the dorms for three years, and I ain't doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> doing that damn and so what was his reaction like I'm like oh yeah he's okay. like let's do it <laughs> yeah. i'm down yes. get a house he, he completely he did a year of uh college pursuing music he played the saxophone Ooh. he was really good but really talented and he got a scholarship and everything real big uh future going for him there mm. quit everything oh he came to to move to florida Aww. and pursued psychology but yeah, I just, uh, I think he's remarried now. <laughs> but anyway, my, <laughs> but uh, my point is, you don't know yourself. That's, you do not know yourself. At 18, you're at 18. literally, you're, you're so fresh and raw, uh, like, you got nothing. Dude, I see people getting married now and engaged, and I'm like, you still don't know yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm happy for everyone. I have faith that they're going to be married forever. But, like, you still don't know yourself. And it's going to be a hard hump yeah. when you do. I had a high school sweetheart, too, that I almost married. A sweetheart? A high sweetheart. Yeah, <laughs> sweetheart. That's what she really was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. And it ended up working out. It's just, like, I think in, I remember in boot camp, my drill instructor said, 87% of all marriages in the Marine Corps end in divorce. <clears throat> and I was like, no, not me and my girl. Like, we're forever. Oh, yeah. You don't know shit. <laughs> yeah, necklaces. I even took a marriage counseling class, and I was like, we weren't yeah. even, we were just dating. I was like, you're trying hard. Yeah. Check it out. Let me see. And it was horrible. She did me pretty dirty. As soon as she found somebody, she's out. But you got married? Bro- no, 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 no. She broke up with me. She like- found somebody else before that while I was in fucking the schoolhouse. Oh, no. Broke up with me over text. Went from 100, like, we were texting, calling every day, to zero. She never texted me for the. Duration of life. Yo, it's something about uh, people always like scoff at military. It's there's something about not having it in anyone else but your coworkers mm-hmm. and like moving place to place and like that's your only can you know constant your yeah. coworkers. I, I felt like I was gonna die when I joined the Marine Corps. <laughs> so like I wanted somebody to care. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want someone to give yeah. a shit that I'm like, dead. <laughs> And like yeah. that was just the worst way to look at it, you know. Yeah. Like the worst way, and and it it, it works out all in the end. Yeah. Because I dodged a huge bullet. Mm, feel that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna air out any of the no. skeletons, but it was uh yeah, it worked out. Yeah. Sure, I was yeah. heartbroken. Got some good songs out Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. You know. It's a lot like I hate. I know this is cliche, but like I really do feel like everything happens for a reason. I know that's so yes. cliche, but like. I know that every mistake, every quote-unquote failure is, like, just guiding you down the path you're supposed to be on. Yeah. Like, 100%. Everything. Every single thing. Every single thing. It's wild. (laughs) It's hard to believe sometimes. Like, sometimes there's a difference between belief and faith, you know? Sometimes I'm like, fuck. Yeah. (sighs) You know, am I I as special as I really think that I am? You know, because I'm like sitting here, I'm like scratching my balls, and by my, 
in my room by myself and my room's a mess and I'm like I don't feel like I'm as awesome as I think sometimes like is this really what I'm meant to do, be doing right now because <laughs> just mouth breathing <laughs> but seriously you because you the thing is we're racing against time. Mm-hmm. And that's my biggest fear. I'm scared. I'm terrified. I'm so fucking scared. Because it's like, what if I make the wrong decision? My whole life is like a fucking fucked up. So if it's over, you fucked it's up over. everything. Yeah, that's how I think about it. I'm like, if I make the wrong decision now, there's no going back. Mm. Let me ask, what is a wrong decision to you? Career path. A bad career path. Yeah. Because it's so much your time. What's the worst case scenario? <sighs> so I have this ambition of like, this fantasy of flying. I think it would be so cool to be a pilot. And like, I've constantly, in my head, I'm like, but I could make so much more money if I, you know, am not a pilot. And I just like, stay in a solid career and... Really, pilots don't make a lot of they, money? They make a lot of money, but, like, I think it'd be cool to, to invest in real estate and um, to do other things, not just my, my job, you know? And Why not do both? Well, here's the thing. Like, right now, I'm working. You know, I could snowboard on the weekend. I can go to Z's mm-hmm. if I, you know, if I, it's my, my personal path. If I were to join the military again, be a pilot I would probably move to another state, another country even. No gym, no friend group, no um, no more snowboarding. It's like recreating your life all over again. That too. There's just like so many other aspects. I'm like, man, this is a completely different, completely different lifestyle. Yeah, a whole, like, it's like almost like a different dimension almost, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's like Lance Corporal Valdez is so different from... Adam Valdez, yeah. and so different from Adam, son of man. Mm. Like it's a whole different creature, you know. And when I'm in my Marine uniform, I feel like I'm the best version of myself. I did feel like I'm the best version of yeah. myself. And my family never came to visit me, so they never really saw me in uniform other than my graduation. And I feel like, man, you guys didn't see me at my best. What yeah. the hell? Yeah. You guys don't even know how fucking awesome I am, and the shit that I did, yeah. and the memories, exactly. and all the fucking great people I met. Like. I came home and, you know, my dad was really downplaying the Marine Corps and like that just hurt, you know, because now I'm not, I am a Marine, but I'm not, I'm a civilian now. And I was just like, fuck, you know, I'm just, do I, I felt unworthy. That was such a huge accomplishment for yeah. me. Yeah. Fuck, huge. Huge. Humongous. Yeah. And like, you're just. Shitting on it. Shitting on it. Like, what the fuck. Dude. It's fuck hard. Off. Yeah, because I get that 100% of, like, you want, your parents are supposed to be your biggest supporters. Yeah. They're not always. And, like, that's the hardest thing to swallow is, like, the people that you feel emotionally connected to all of your life, they're, like, not the people that are going to be there through the best things. Mm -hmm. And, like, they're not always going to support you because they don't. It's, I feel like, for me, I kind of felt like there was some jealousy because they never did anything mm, that they wow. wanted to do. I felt like like they really kind of put themselves in a box. Yeah. I don't know about you, but... My experience in the Marine Corps 
before I joined, I was a problem child. I was kicked out of my dad's house because they were divorced at the time. Yeah. And then I was kicked out of my mom's house. Yeah. I lived on the street for a little bit, and my grandma Gloria took me in and just let me and my big ass dog in her small ass apartment yeah. and let me live there. And that was the beginning of it all. I stole a book from, um, I don't know, some like thrift store. And it was uh, The Flags of Our Fathers. Mm -hmm. And it's a book about the six flag raisers, raisers on Iwo Jima. It was five Marines and one corpsman. Mm -hmm. And it's the, the famous image of them raising the flag. Mm -hmm. The Japanese said that it would take the Americans a thousand years for us to take those islands. And we did it in 72 hours. Right. The Marines. And it moved me. The, the stories and the things that they endured was... In, like just like that um, wooden painting that you saw, or yeah. the wooden burn, yeah. it moved me and it brought me to tears. And there was a, a part in the book that specifically I, I'll never forget. It was just two little things. It was called the Marine Corps hymn. And I don't know what the fuck that was at the time. I never thought mm -hmm. about joining the military service at all, mm -hmm. ever. And I read this portion after reading this book, and it's, If the Army and the Navy ever looked on heaven's scenes, they will find the gates are guarded by United States Marines. Ooh. It brought me to tears. I want some of that. Mm -hmm. I, want, I want that. And so after I finished the book, that day, I went to the recruiter's office on a Friday afternoon. The only one that was open was the Marine Corps. I went in. And there was uh, the Staff Sergeant Munoz. He was in the, uh, the Marine Corps band. Mm -hmm. And he had a guitar there. That's cool. So we had something to relate to yeah. right away. And, uh, you know, we sat knee to knee, and he asked me a bunch of questions on why I was interested in it. And you know how they give you those little uh, metal things? Mm -hmm. And you, you, put, you rate what you want the most. Mm -hmm. For me, it was sense of belonging, camaraderie, and um, a mentorship. Mm -hmm. And when you open the Marine Corps pamphlet, those were the three words on each part of the pamphlet. And I'd never, it just like, it was amazing that it just all fell together. And he took me to lunch. So yeah, that's really great. <laughs> it's amazing, I love that. <laughs> I and love I think that. it's really special. Um, and I, you know, I've been eating a lot of tuna actually, and I'm a little self-conscious that my breath smells like tuna, so I'm glad we're kind of far away from oh each other. Oh my god, thank god. Tons like, of protein. Uh... Tons of protein, like I'm trying to get bigger, you know, so I have tuna. Um, bigger titties. Yeah, I'm trying to get fucking bigger. Yeah, I'm trying to get shredded, you know, tuna. <laughs> I feel like I'm glowing from all the magnesium. <laughs> I feel like that's what's making me stink Dude. actually, to go back to the beginning of the podcast. I feel like that's what making me stink is the damn tuna. Did you really eat tuna? Hella tuna, like two cans. Today? Today, yesterday, and the day before you that. Like Have you tried the bumblebee tuna? Yeah, tuna that's, what, that's what I'm eating, it's bumblebee so tuna. Good. It's so bomb. So, so fucking good. good. With the crackers, too. Yeah. That's, did you try that on in the Air Force? Yes. I, I ate that a lot. Yes, me too. I was like, oh, man, these are so good. It's cheap. It was good. Dollar twenty nine. I mean. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oysters in a can? Try those. Ooh, try those. Really? You'll like them. Smoked oysters. All right, I'll try them. Dude. Man, people are missing out. Smoked it's oysters. It's that good. Dude. Don't just, like, put a bandana on or, like, cover your eyes. Just don't look at them. Ooh. Are they, like, sardines almost? I've never had sardines, but it's, like, yeah, they don't. Is my breath going to smell afterwards? Yes. I'll eat tuna. 
clams and sardines. That's my gonna be my diet. Hi. Hello. Hey. Can I come on your podcast, Morgan? You know that SpongeBob episode where the Patrick's talking <laughs> yeah. with his back breath? <laughs> Yo, that's. I, that's I, what I think of. I'm really like, self-conscious about it. I brush my teeth like three times now. After I eat the tuna, I'll go brush my teeth. Because you can't be smelling like tuna either. Dude. <laughs> you can't. I feel like I have such a sensitive nose. Like, I don't know if it's just the size of my nose, but it's <laughs> fucking sensitive. Like, I can smell someone's ass crack like a mile away. <laughs> someone's got the crack out. <laughs> Two blocks to the north. <laughs> like, no, seriously. Oh my god damn, what do you have for fucking breakfast? Ooh. Like some <laughs> Did you ever, ever ever have anybody in your unit that just stunk? Oh god yeah. A bunch, like, huh? Do you even wash your uniform? Oh. Do you smell like shit? Oh. It's bad. And you like you oh. get to know, you really get to know a motherfucker when you go out and you do an exercise. And I remember we I was uh my second duty station, I was in North Carolina, New River Air Station. Okay. And we went and did an exercise in Arizona. We drove to Arizona, all our equipment, and fucking set up a base on dirt. Like, there was nothing there when we got there. And I was a motor vehicle operator, okay. so um, I'm all, we're like the first ones there. We're the ones that bring all the bullshit there. No porta bodies, nothing. We just dig some holes, take a shit in that, pee in there, sleep in the trucks. Like, it was something else, but, like, some of those motherfuckers just were like... The stinkiest, dirtiest, just then it didn't bother them. Dude. And like, we had guys that would just refuse to take showers. Refuse. Or brush their teeth. Any of it. All of it. Yeah, we had a guy named, I'm not going to say his name. Love you, man. Boy, your breath stank. Your booty stank. Your armpits stank. Your feet stank. Boy, wash your shit. Poor guy. But yeah, Arizona. We got to find out who the fucking was clean, you know? When you're deployed to, or like in a, I don't know. In an I never got went to a combat action zone uh, or anything like special. Um, but what about you? Yeah. I've been, yeah. Ooh, tell me about that, salt dog. Tell me about that. Dude. Well, first I'm going to say I mentioned it because this motherfucker, like, this motherfucker. He, I swear to God, he wasn't bathing. He wasn't brushing his teeth. And it's like, we rode in the same vehicle together. Him and I were, the, were like, partners. You used your A driver? For, well, no, like, him and I deployed together. I don't know this person, but we met on a base, and then we forward deployed, and him and I were together for, like, six and a half, seven months. It's just him and I. <laughs> dude, dude. His breath fucking stank. Like, like, I could see the trauma. You're looking at me and you're like, God damn, just remembering it. And I can see it. Because it hurts, huh? It's like you're getting physically hurt when someone's got, like, bad breath. (laughs) Or they stink. Were you eating, like, a cat's asshole? It's (laughs) like, no, we were playing poker one night or cards or something. And he was sitting next to me and, like, we're we're with a whole bunch of guys and people would like one by one slowly just like get up and walk away. Yeah, it was so fucking bad. His breath was just so fucking like it was so fucking bad. 
this, the gentleman that I was talking about before, like he had got to the point where he was just refusing to take showers, that they had a corporal and a sergeant walk him to the showers, and they had to stand there and make sure that he scrubbed his balls. Dude. Dude. Okay, one time, I went into... So when you deploy, the bathroom is like two blocks away. never told anyone this or admitted this but i got to a point where i was like fuck it i was peeing in water bottles because i was like (laughs) i am not walking outside a half mile in the cold ass fucking freezing in the middle of the night fuck that you know you're drinking this in the desert you're drinking gallons of water day because it's so hot i'm like peeing all night so uh anyway in the middle of the night i go to this little trailer you know up on wheels and uh when you, when you sit down on the toilet, like, and close the door, like, the door is touching your knees. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what the fuck? Like, okay. And there's a turd. There's, it's like someone I, like, sat up and just, like, dropped off. Like, just dropped a log. <laughs> on the fucking floor beside my feet. Dude, some, like, nasty shit. And I'm, like, in my head, I'm kind of... I have that like engineer mind i'm like trying to think of how it could possibly happen how? like in my head i'm like how is this possible i'm like what if they just like stood up and like turned around to me You're just <laughs> like fuck everybody here <laughs> like, like i don't understand how it happened i think i think it's even more i think it's even worse than we think i think <laughs> the gentleman ran a half mile to the porta potty and he was already turtlenecking out of his ass. And as soon as he pulled his pants down, it just fucking shot out right of his ass on the floor. And he's like, fuck. It's, damn right. it. it's like a it's like a pants half down. It's just <laughs> just immediately comes <laughs> out of the floor. Yeah. Dude, it was, then, was it like pointing up? Like what is it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, what an experience though, because you're in public living for months. Yeah. In like public bathrooms for months and like you walk into the shower the, oh, sh- the shower one there's like naked people like I'm like okay. <laughs> okay, like you're just chilling. I don't really want to see you, but it's just that's how it is. Yeah, it's just how it is. Yeah, like something know. primitive about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I would do? I would walk an extra like half mile. So it was like almost a mile from where I was staying, and uh, there was this trailer for civilians, <laughs> and no one would go in there. There are huge showers, and when I'd go in there, I'd take all the hot water. I'd spend, like, 45 minutes taking yeah. a shower. I was like, no one knows I'm in here. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I loved it. But uh, anyway, no, so I, I deployed to the UAE. Um, I thought it was going to be a cupcake deployment. I bought, I brought two big ass bags like my ukulele all these like nice dress clothes i'm like i'm being to buy on these poolside i brought like curling irons and makeup and like hell yeah like nail polish i'm like i'm gonna be living because it, it is like that there it is mm-hmm. it's like you can go off base you can like there's pools on the base um it's wild and then two weeks in You're getting forward deployed to Iraq with this one other dude you don't know. I'm like, fuck. So I went and had to ship all my shit home. Damn. 
Which on is, your own dime. On my own time. Yeah, on my makeup, <laughs> on my on my little shoes, my outfits. All I had was uniforms. Fuck yeah. And so <laughs> So uh we uh got a hop flight, so we I think it was a it was a C seventeen. Uh we hopped on the back of it. They just had some open seats. And we're carrying like big huge Kim bags with you know, uh, gear in it and then we had uh weapons cases with like an m4 m9 and then our, our bag with our just our uniforms so we don't have any boss in charge of us mm-hmm. all they tell us we need two people in iraq we're gonna send you two and like you're no longer in our unit damn so like you're gonna hop on the back of this plane as like spare cargo right and then they're going to stop in Kuwait. You're going to get off and figure it out. Figure it out, mother. Wow. So it was like, dude. Sorry, my nose is running. It was like the craziest time. Because one, it was fucking kind of scary. We landed in the middle of the night. It was like 2 or 3 a.m. In the in the desert. We're like, okay, like where the fuck are we? Where is like the, the little airport, you know? And um, we have to log everything Everywhere we go, we can't leave bags just sitting around. And then we're like, hey, um, we just got in from the UAE. We're supposed to go to Iraq, um, this specific base. Like, we have no orders. We have no paperwork telling you that we're supposed to go there. But we we need to catch a, a flight. Your next, like, you know, it, wherever you have space for us, for two people. And uh, it took a couple days. We were staying in, like, transient tents, and that was, like, my worst fucking nightmare. But, um, anyway, so we finally get to Iraq, and they're like, yeah, you're just going to be here for three months, and then you're going to go back to Cupcake Land, Mm -hmm. sitting poolside. I'm like, fuck yeah, okay, (laughs) and (laughs) getting tax-free money, all right, (laughs) and, uh... Overseas pay. Six and a half months later, we leave. Damn. So like, got your ass, dude. It was it was rough. I was probably the best time of my life though because the camaraderie of the people. Like, you're you're in a small tent. There's like 25 of us, maybe less. Um, I'm sorry, my nose is like real bad. Don't sweat it. Don't sweat uh, We're in a civil engineering squadron, so like that's not my field of work at all. But we're like with with these like dirt boys these redneck boys that are just like fun as shit we have no real supervision some good old boys good old boys yeah no supervision like we're all carrying guns there's, <laughs> there's no armory so we just like take our guns back to our rooms sleep with it sleep with it fuck yeah dude it was like such an experience of like no fucks given this is real shit and uh God, it was an experience. Just what was the the most memorable? What part of it? Yeah, what what sticks out the most to you when you think about it now? I think everything that I thought was like we're all kind of miserable. We're like, ah, oh, we can't wait to get out of here. Mm-hmm. But those those miserable times were the best times. Fuck yeah. The shitty times, the fucking the shit, the bad days were the best days. Fuck, yeah. And I look back on them and I talk about it all the time. 
And, like, that's what I miss so fucking much. I'm like, man, that was such a different life experience, and I'll never get to experience that again. And it was so fucking cool. And, yeah, I was miserable. Yeah, I I wasn't able to go out to the bar and drink, and I wasn't able to dress up and look good or put on makeup and, like, do all this bullshit. But I realized that none of that fucking shit matters. That was the best time of my life. Fuck yeah. Like, feeling like this is some real fucking shit. Like, you man, know, like, oh, yes. I got the boys. We're dude, ready for action. Dude, like... I'm telling you, God, I, the connections you make with people you're forced to be with, and uh, we're closer than any anyone I've, I've met on the outside. You'll never forget them, right? Never forget them, and we only spent like six months together, or less even. Some of my best friends. So, you know, it's just like... Yeah. Do you ever reach out to them? Absolutely, yeah. I'm guilty of... Being so focused on the grind, yeah. I need to reach out more, yeah. and I've known this for some time. Yeah. Like I, I, I still we still call each other every once in a while, but I want more. You know, yeah. I want to know that you guys are fucking doing good. Yeah. A lot of them are. To be honest with you, there was a uh, two couples that met each other in Iraq. One of them got married and had a baby, and the other, uh, yeah, the other, they're engaged and they live together, but. It's just, wow. I'm like, you met in Iraq yeah. on a deployment? Dude, fucking wild. That's sick. Yeah, no. That's crazy. Yeah. It's wild. But anyway, so yeah, I think there's some lessons from that as far as like the bad times. There's like, there's light in it. Oh, for sure. The What I love the most about the Marine Corps because they make it as shitty as possible for you in every way. And what, the, what blows my fucking mind to this day is when I was stationed in Okinawa, Japan, I was in the barracks and they would turn on the heaters during the summer and the air conditioners during the winter. It, I fucking, there's no sense to it at all other than to keep us disgruntled. Like I, we were wondering and we're just pissed off and it's like, it was so humid out there that the walls would drip with, no. with, with water and like oh your knees God. would sweat. Yes. And like, if you go out for a work day in Okinawa, Japan, you're going to be soaked in sweat your first hour and a half. That's how humid it is. It's raining. It's like, it's something else. But again, for whatever fucking reason, like Dude. those miserable conditions just made some of the most memorable times. <laughs> just the belligerency yes. and the ridiculousness yes. of it all. It just made it all worthwhile. Dude. It made it nothing in the end, you know? From for like people who have been through like hard shit those hard times like were better i don't know yeah. it like i don't know it was weird it's just um i don't know it's it, yeah it's indescribable like i, I love that we're both speechless about it like it's we, just something primal about it i just don't know such a unique experience that it's not a common experience maybe i don't know like i could see why like ancient civilizations when they would like go to war and like all the men of fighting age would go out to fight like yeah. i bet you they were fucking having a pretty kick-ass time until it was maybe even during yes. the fighting like i bet you they were like fuck yeah we got the boys we're with the romans caesar's our general Good. we're about to fucking make this base on a hill and then fucking clap some cheeks and like yes. whoop the ass all night and day i bet you that shit was crazy Dude. i can't imagine what that lifestyle in like two thousand years ago Dude. when there's nothing else nothing. like you could be a peasant farmer yeah 
Or you could go fucking fight some barbarians or fucking fight the Sicilians or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I it's don't like, know. I'm going to be one of those old ladies talking about that six months of my life. I'll be talking about that for years. Fuck yeah. I'm still talking about the Marine Corps. That's what I'm Corps. saying. You know, like, like this three years of college, fuck that. I'll never even think about that. Yeah. But like, man. But those times. Yeah. But yeah, it's special. Okay. I want to hear your song and then it's we'll time. It. Let's do it. Um, this one is titled Indians and Cowboys. And this was the second song that I ever wrote. It took me a very long time to complete it, but it's finished now. And there's nothing left to do but deliver. Top of fingers, you know, gotta get ready. Yeah. Well, come with me now to the glorious days of yesteryear for the cowboys and the Indians fought to the death with no fear. This is the story of an Indian, an Indian named Benjamin, who specialized in medicine, and oh boy, was it excellent. Well, I hear the horses run. Shot three rounds trying to bring him down. They shot four 
settle the score. We won't take new love. You can go ahead and try. You got my respect, but you're all gonna die. amazing i really like that yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my magnum yes. opus so far that's really good thank you so much yes i don't know what to say ah! i'm so flattered but I, I, I i like uh i like your voice in that last one yeah yeah it's uh it takes it took a lot of practice to get the vocal control down you know yeah Without choking. Without choking or cracking my yeah. voice. Yes. Yeah. That was really good. Fuck yeah. Thank you so much. Um, and you could be able to listen to that, all that and more on uh, Adam, uh, Adam Son of Man, A-T-O-M, Son of Man on all platforms. Um, it'll also be on SoundCloud, Spotify, um, iTunes Music, uh, Bandcamp. It's going to be on everything. Uh, I'm... All I'm waiting for is just the uh, the go, the thumbs up from Spotify and them, and it's gonna be on all platforms. I was hoping it would happen today, but it takes a couple uh, days for the publishers to review it because there's some naughty words in there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> What's your Instagram in case anyone wants to reach out? My Instagram, that's uh, the best place to go to if you want to keep up with everything that I'm doing. It's A T O M Son of Man Adam Son of Man, and I'm, I have that handle on every single platform. So go check that out. Show some love. This is only the beginning. This is the origins. Absolutely. You're seeing it right here. Coming. Yep. yep. You're seeing it here. Or hearing it. Um, here. <laughs> and before we go, hey, I'm really grateful that you let me on here to just do my thing. And Absolutely. I feel felt so comfortable here. Good. You've made me feel at home and um, just... I want to open up and like I really appreciate that this has been like therapy for yeah, me absolutely absolutely thank you for sharing your story thank you know you. I, it takes a lot to to open up to to a somewhat stranger you know and mm -hmm. and I think it takes a lot to to really tell how you feel and and uh you kind of risk judgment yeah. from everyone else so it takes a lot and I really appreciate you coming and sitting down talking to me so yeah. thank you for being on thank you for Fuck playing yeah. it was awesome is this your longest podcast uh yeah it's <laughs> let's do it that's All awesome right. well thank you again yeah thanks so much take care <laughs>